Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. On today's episode of the Blue White Illustrated Recruiting Podcast, Sean Fitz and myself take a closer look at what in the world happened on Monday with the transfer portal. We'll take a closer look at those numbers, who are some guys that Penn State's after. Penn State also has a massive official visit weekend coming up. Uh, we'll go through some of the guys expected to visit and, and what could come out of that. And then we'll finish the, the podcast with a, with a couple intriguing coaching visits that fans need to know. All right, Sean. All right, Ryan. That wasn't my best of intros. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I wasn't even listening. So if you did, if you got away with a Nate intro, uh, good for you. Um, no, Nates are way more this. intriguing than mine. Nate, um, you, missed, you missed Nates the other the other week. It was it was a memorable one. This one is I've heard about it. Yeah, this one we'll just get right into it because the transfer portal opened on Monday for FBS players whose coaches did not leave and who were not grad transfers prior to the. Uh, the deadline. Uh, so things got very busy, very fast. Uh, it, it's something where Penn State hasn't been hit hard uh, yet. I, I don't expect a ton of guys to go in, but there were a couple that went on uh, on Monday as expected. Uh, Rodney McGraw had already announced Christian Veyer had already announced Jeffrey Davis uh, and Malik McNeil, who hasn't been with the team for a month. So nothing really, truly surprising there, but on the whole over a thousand entries in the portal right now 700 on monday that's going to make for some fun and very very tense times for some players that uh, really are looking for the uh the, the brighter side of the fence the greener pastures 
Right. And then the names are still flying in today. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if we're, we're probably somewhere at 1200, 1300. I I'm updating the on three uh, ticker every couple of minutes and there's there's somebody new in there. So a lot of names going in Penn State, I think fans by now should kind of know what the priorities are. We've talked about it in the last couple of podcasts. I think wide receiver is going to be a massive need. They love to get an O-line or D-line, somebody who's established if possible. And of course, a couple other positions, uh, you know, maybe a defensive back. We'll see what happens there. But a couple, couple wide receivers really kind of standing out. Dante Cephas, Kent State, uh, of course, a, a Penn Hills alum. He enters the portal. We know Dante Thornton's out there. There's a couple other guys Sean, I've been digging on the portal, but this isn't this isn't a subject people like to open up about because it's a two three week recruitment, right? And <laughs> every little detail uh, that's out there, you know, could it could impact another team? So when the, at least the people I speak with, they don't really like to open up about the transfer portal guys too much. It's kind of hard to track down which coach you see and which player and things like that. But uh, just your thoughts on a couple of those guys? Who's most intriguing? I'm still in the Dante Thornton camp is is the most important guy in my eyes. It's it's a two week two or three week process if you're lucky. Like I mean, if you if you're able to string that out because spots are filling up, um, more guys are coming in, so spots are being lost uh, by these players, and it's starting to mesh with the way that we cover recruiting in that they're offering a bunch of these guys. I mean, you're not gonna they what have we identified four or five uh, wide receiver offers right now? You can't take four or five offers. I mean, this is a situation where they're trying to uh, cast a wide net and able to uh, and be able to take who they want and sort of pick and choose. Um, I agree with you. Thornton is the the obvious connections are there. I mean, this is one that Penn State had committed for a while, um, and then he backed off and and ended up on the the West Coast. I know USC is prominent here as well, but Penn State this was one that they had you know I don't want to say lined up, but this is one that they had in their crosshairs. By the time he announced he was going to go on the portal, Penn State knew that they were going to pursue. You'd say the same about Dante Cephas uh, from Pittsburgh. I really like him. He's a he's a really good player. And I will say this: how to follow the portal. Uh, forget about the stars uh, when they were recruits. I mean, I mean, I know it's it's been getting more and more accurate, but you can't just look at this guy and say he was a five star or he was a high four star in high school, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's worth the risk. You only have a certain amount of spots, and you have to understand that these are active evaluations, um, very very deep in depth evaluations, where you can uh, try and find a starter rather than find a guy that you can develop. So I think that that's interesting. They just offered Dorian Singer uh, from Arizona before we came on the air. Uh, Jimmy Horn Jr. They offered a week ago. He's got some speed. Don't know that they need a slot guy, but at the same time, when there's speed in the portal, uh, the schools are going to flock to it just like sharks. It's crazy. Um, but but Cephas and Thornton are the two to watch right now. I think there's been some other names floated um, that could enter the portal that haven't done so yet, but until they until they do, no contact there. So But wide receiver top of the board and i don't even think it's close defensive tackle comes in after that um they've offered a couple of kids there including elijah judy uh the former philadelphia prospect who went to texas a&m and went from 6'3 225 230 and now he's being listed at 6'3 296 or 295 that is a big jump yes um so he's (laughs) uh, an interior looks like looks to be an interior guy now that's going to be a uh a big priority for penn state they have defensive tackles this is kind of like the tangelo situation all over again they have defensive tackles but they need guys that they can stick in there uh can catch up with the rotation can can take up space and and stop the run um because you've got beeman beeman who's a light guy izzard who's who's getting there uh, vandenberg has got got to put some size on you don't have that that big space filler like a pj mustafer so you're still looking at how that works with uh with the roster 
Um, offensive line is out there. Johnny Cornelius, a very interesting name out of Rhode Island. I think we talked about him last week because he went in with the FCS guys. Um, following a similar path, line GA, going from in New York to uh, Rhode Island, and then eventually transferred to Boston College to play. Uh, Cornelius has a few more options there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if Penn State can offer this playing time because if you're in there and, and you're a highly sought-after prospect, that could be one of those things that really makes uh, makes or breaks this entire recruitment. Offered Kyrie Jackson from Alabama yesterday as a corner. They're still going to press for corners. I know that there's been a couple of interesting corners that have gone in in the last day. Hopefully that's it because uh, we're recording here at lunch uh, or after lunch on a Tuesday after that great World Cup shootout, and there's going to be more action uh, before this airs this evening on uh, on Tuesday evening. So there's a lot going on in the portal. Um, it's it's different than recruiting, but it's also the same. Um, it's a, there's a lot of moving parts and things move fast. Kyrie Jackson's interesting. Uh, Oklahoma recently offered Arkansas. Do they really need another corner? Terry's always going to push for more corners, of course. Uh, but I'll be I'll be curious there. I think he has just one year remaining, so that's intriguing to me. The Elijah Judy offer intrigued me as well, just because I didn't know he got that big. Uh, I it, I remember seeing him back in the day, man, and he was a a true edge guy, or at least I thought, you know. So I was I was really shocked to see that kind of growth come out of Judy. But uh, yeah, as you said, wide receiver without a doubt is is the top position and then interior defensive line would be for me i just think that that's an area that penn state certainly can improve on but there's going to be more guys i mean if penn state doesn't have a few more entries i'd be surprised one thing i would say is sean do you think the rose bowl invite is maybe giving guys a reason to hold off on entering it should (laughs) yeah um now i I think there's that but i also think that we've seen this in the past where guys make it to the spring semester um they get that scholarship locked in and then they you know hit the portal in that uh, sort of window because maybe there's a maybe there's a degree waiting for them at the end of april or something like that um so there's every case is a little bit different but the ones that have gone in so far make a lot of sense um you know jeffrey davis you mentioned corner uh, Jeffrey Davis was a number there, but wasn't going to really factor in. I think corner is a bigger, like a sneaky good, uh, sneaky big need for them because Porter's gone. Kalen King is going to have one more year and then go to the pros. I mean, he's he's that good. Johnny Dixon uh, is around, and then you kind of get to the guys that you have unknown spots. But I kind of put uh, uh, Daquan Hardy in his own category because he's a nickel guy. Um, but Cam Miller will come in and, and be in the rotation next year. And Marquise Wilson, you're not sure what what's going to happen. Is he going to be content coming back, being the third or fourth guy. We will see. Um, but it's it's going to be interesting to see how that one uh, turns out because Christian Driver is moving to receiver. It's just a lot of moving parts in that room. Right. And the way that it works with the hierarchy of positions is you start at corner. You start at corner and then you move to safety. You, you go from safety, move to outside linebacker, move to inside linebacker, move to edge, and then move to the interior. It's sort of that, that chain that you're working with. So the corners are the hardest to find. So you've got to find guys that fit your athletic profile, fit what you like. Um, having Joey Porter, developing Joey Porter is great. Gives you something to sell um, in the portal on the trail to a guy like Daniel Harris, who kind of fits that uh, that mold as well in the 2023 class. There's just, um, you just have to be able to find those guys. And Penn State will plug and play. And as you said, Terry always wants corners. I mean, that, there's one thing that we've seen from watching recruiting is that he'll always take a corner into his room and, and, and try to make it work. So I think that it's a sneaky big need for Penn State, uh, but I would still put them behind receiver and uh, defensive tackle. For sure. Well, you brought up Daniel Harris. That's a very interesting 
topic right now as we transition over the 2023 guys a little bit more. Uh, man, this is this is a hard one to read. I do expect Penn State to see the family here in the coming days. Georgia's interest, I just keep hearing different things. Georgia's not interested. They have other options. Now Georgia's interested again. It just kind of keeps going all over the place. You know, the one thing I will say is that I do believe that Daniel Harris is going to make a decision come the early signing period. Now, we, we mentioned December 1. That date was floated to us by multiple people. Felt pretty good in, in suggesting that was the plan. Of course, that comes and goes and, and nothing happens there. Penn State did see Daniel Harris and his family last week. I think it was just uh, with mom. I think it was just mom and Daniel who met with the staff last week. So they'll, they'll do a, a bigger family meeting, I believe. It's going to be Wednesday. It might be Thursday. Still trying to double check on that. But Daniel is still an option for Penn State. I see these crystal balls and RPMs keep going back and forth. I'm not changing mine right now until someone that I trust tells me to change it. I, I, I understand why people are, are putting in Georgia right now, but I don't really think anyone has a great feel for this one. And and like all these recruitments right now, I think NIL is going to be a big reason why it just is really hard to read. Yeah, and, and you were thinking, or we were thinking, last week Georgia was sort of waving the white flag, like that the, everything that we heard from there is he's going to Penn State, and it seems like he got up to the ledge um, and almost made a decision, but wasn't quite there. And it'll be really interesting because Georgia is going to close unbelievably in this cycle. I mean, they're already mm -hmm. starting to do it. Got Samuel and Pemba uh, the, this weekend. There's just so many things that are going their way right now. Obviously, the number one team in the country defending national championships, that kind of helps with that. Um, but it'll, it will be very interesting to see what sort of space they have and what sort of pressing they have because he's not the only corner that they're on. He's not the only defensive back that they're on. Penn State kind of has all their eggs in that basket right now. Granted, they have a couple corners in the class already, but still, there's um, there's a lot a lot of pieces that would would make you think that Penn State's in a in a pretty good spot there. But as you said, I think it's going to go all the way to signing day, and and this is one where that you can see going back and forth. I agree, NIL could do, could definitely play a role in this, but uh, we'll see if those relationships that Penn State has forged um, will will turn out, and uh, we'll see that with other prospects as well because Penn State's got a big visit weekend this uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, for sure. One one thing I'll note, Rook, too, is you mentioned they have a couple good corners. Miami is after Conrad Hussey. And the more I talk to people that I trust, they do. I don't say they have concerns, but it has their attention. So let's right. try to do our best to keep an eye on that one. Conrad doesn't talk a whole lot. He's not really talking to Miami guys either, uh, from what I've gathered. So it's uh, it's going to be hard to read over the last couple weeks here. But Miami does have his interest, and and uh, that, that'll be important to watch. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. 2023 massive massive weekend for that class and sean I, I think we had our first like tag team on, on getting some really good news here this week with with mason robinson of course i learned a little bit early in the week you learn about the official visit 
Now I put in an RPM. Just I thought we did a good job working on that together. I just wanted to, to give you props and, and say it's nice working with you, Sean, because I thought we crushed that one. But hey, this isn't this isn't over yet. I, I do have an RPM for Mason. I will note that Virginia Tech is pushing for Mason. That's what I've gathered so far. It is Tuesday right now, December 6th. I know Penn State was in to see him today, and they will do an in-home visit with Mason tonight. So let's see how this plays out. Of course, Sean, you reported Mason's going to take an official visit to Penn State this weekend. So there are a lot of things pointing in Penn State's direction. He is technically still committed to Northwestern. Northwestern dropped its defensive line coach. They dropped his defense, their defensive coordinator. Those relationships were obviously very important with Mason. So I think Penn State's trending in the right direction here. I, I know you believe that too, uh, but we got to see how this weekend plays out, of course, and uh, see where see where things go. Certainly a lot of things going Penn State's way. Of course, he's from McDonough, which uh, he's got Mustafer, Devon Ellis, Denai Dennis Sutton, Curtis Jacobs, who I actually just left out of my story because I forgot about it because he's not a defensive lineman. Um, but uh, so many things going for there. It was interesting because at the outset, um, a lot of things made sense for Penn State the first time around, too. But he took that official visit to Northwestern. Uh, absolutely loved it. Loved the academic aspect of it. Who wouldn't, of course? Um, but uh, things have changed there. You mentioned his uh, defensive line coach was let go a week ago, so that sort of changes some things. And I will say this, Mason Robinson's a better prospect now than he was in the spring and than he was last fall. His senior tape showed marked improvement, and uh, I think that that's something that Penn State caught as well. Um, one, one of those other things, early in the recruitment, kind of heard whispers that he did not want to follow Deny Dennis Sutton uh, to Penn State because of, uh, you know, Deny five-star a guy that everybody pays attention to he's got all that uh you know all the accolades and everything like that so coming in behind him at mcdonough is one thing coming in behind him in a college program is another and i think that probably had something to do with it but at the same time again a lot of things make sense for penn state here uh really likes the coaching staff hasn't been up since april so he'll get a chance to be up this weekend get around some of those guys um probably hosted by one of those mcdonough guys i would guess and and things have gone well for those uh those players that have come from that school. So I agree with you. I haven't put in a pick yet, but I think it makes a ton of sense. And uh, with the relationships that Penn State has there, the need for another defensive end, maybe two defensive ends, uh, things things make a lot of sense with uh, with Mason Robinson. I say two defensive ends because uh, Vicky McCoy is coming in. Uh, Joseph, it goes by Joseph on the sites that so they call him Vicky. Um, he's going to come in this weekend for an official visit. Again, that's one that makes a lot of sense for Penn State. Developmental prospect. Um, and if you take uh, Mopoy, you feel, or if you take Robinson, you feel a little bit better about taking Mopoy because you've got a little bit of a buffer there. It's not just taking the project and taking Jameel Lyons. It's taking Jameel Lyons and Mason Robinson, who are pretty darn good high school players that look like pretty good prospects at the next level. And also you have some time to develop Joseph Mopoy. So that one makes a lot of sense there. Um, and you could see, I think you could see both of those guys wrap it up this weekend. That's what we'll be planning for, at least. We'll, we'll see how it shapes up. But there's a couple other guys. Kedrick Riscano, certainly a guy to got to keep an eye on. Christopher Johnson, another really important running back. I think those two pretty high on the staff's board right now. Of course, Cam Wallace from Georgia is still in the mix, too. Cam was supposed to take an official visit to Washington State. He confirmed over the weekend he didn't take that and instead will go to Georgia Tech this upcoming weekend. So let's see how that plays out. But he's, as we've said many times, that's a recruitment Penn State should win. I still have Christopher Johnson as the top guy. I even kind of think Cam Wallace would probably be the next one over Riscano just from a relationship perspective and, and how those things are going. I'm not sure where he stacks up from a 
Uh, I mean, you know, he's, already, he's already been on campus, so like you, you've got that sort of buffer. And I will say this: Georgia Tech's interesting uh, with Cam Wallace because mm-hmm. that's a place that he was interested in. Brent Key is a guy that that he really likes, and and he got the keys to that uh, to that job. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't I don't think this is your typical Georgia Tech, you know, Georgia Tech Penn State battle. You think Penn State will win that every time, but I think Georgia Tech, given the location, given a lot of things that they have open for him with playing time, is, is certainly worth noting. I will say this is it's it's more notable than Washington State, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. I mean, you, I think that makes a lot of sense. But yeah. <laughs> um couple other guys, Keyshawn Blackstock, uh Penn State. So James Franklin did his uh press conference the other day for the Rose Bowl and somebody asked him where he was at and he said he's in Kansas and of course that because he was out there to see Keyshawn Blackstock I believe he actually did it in home with the family before that then flew all the way to Kansas to see to do an in home or you know an in school visit with Keyshawn just think about that for a second it's crazy one day that goes yeah if you're doing the in home you have to do it on the same day we saw him do that what was that KJ Hamler he went to Detroit to to meet his parents and then he had to fly to IMG you know that's just part of the thing if you're boarding or if you're a JUCO that's that's just kind of how it works right but it's just a crazy day too because not only did he do that (laughs) he had to go to Iowa then to see Jackson Smollick and his family and then we learned that he's in California now so just think about that day for a second a uh, wild, wild day there, and, and that's that's how these uh, you know this whole coaching visit period works. But he he got to uh, overnight in Iowa, so and you, I know you've been there, so you <laughs> you can see where he's coming from. Love there. Des Moines. If the Smolics are listening, love you guys. I, that was one of my favorite trips I've had. In they brought out time. the roses. That was really cool. They did, yeah. They decorated the whole house. I heard it was uh, they, it was an impressive scene. So okay, couple, let's get back to the topic here. Blackstock. I'm still hearing this is going to be an NIL heavy recruitment. Penn State's going to get him on campus, and that's massive. But NIL else having a big hand on this one and then also Quinchell Travis Sean just kind of what's going on there uh, those are two important guys on the JUCO ranks John Scott went to see Iowa Western play Northwest Mississippi Community College uh, in the semifinals actually in the other semifinal Blackstock's team lost uh, but now Iowa Western beat Northwest Mississippi so they will play in the junior college championship game uh, on the 14th I believe it is so that kind of muddies some things with visit plans Travis was supposed to come in next weekend um, I'm not sure how he's going to make that work if if he's going to make that work I have a message out to him but I fairly expect that uh, that one to be canceled so um, yeah, you're, you're looking at a pretty good visit weekend. Um, you've got, uh, Johnson, one of the top targets, I would say Blackstock, probably the top offensive target left on there. A couple of DNs that could be in your class by Sunday. And then a couple of running backs that, uh, are really good players. So cl- trying to close out strong. Um, this is one that they've circled for a long, long time and, uh, got a lot of their targets coming up for it. Okay. Coaches hitting the road. We'll, we'll finish with this. Just been a wild couple of days since Friday. Uh, staffs all over the place from Key West to San Francisco is what I've gathered so far. And who knows? Uh, I don't. I, I think Ty Hat was actually trying to go see Hogan Hansen from, from talking to some people way out there in Washington, but I don't believe he made it. But he's going to go out there at some point because uh, Hogan Hansen is a very important 2024 prospect. So uh, just some intriguing visits. Anybody that kind of stands out to you from what we've seen so far? There's a lot of 2023 guys that they're they're trying to work on. We'll keep some of those names to the board, but just a couple of guys that uh, stand out to you from where you've seen they've been. Kudos to Phil Troutwine for offering the kid in Orlando and the kid in Key West uh, right before the uh, December period. Chris Dasson, St. John, West Virginia commit is in Orlando. Christopher Otto um, is an offensive lineman in Key West. So um, that, I mean, you you hit the jackpot there if you're looking to travel uh, in December as these, uh, you know, sometimes it's fun to to get out and see new spots and 
those spots be very, very warm. So, um, but just looking at the, vid- the, the visits, very important for retention. I, I don't think people understand um, how much emphasis these coaches put on visiting their own commits because you think, hey, he's committed, whatever. I mean, this is not a situation where you have to worry about things, even for a guy like Jackson Smolik, who's paid accepted, coming in in January. You know, basically, he's already here, but at the same time, you've got uh, you've got different uh, different scenarios and anything can happen. So this is big on retention. We saw Terry Smith down with Elliot Washington at his game. He's a paid accepted guy. Um, so you've got uh, a bunch of those those situations where you're just, uh, you know, sort of smoothing things over, answering any last minute questions. And and I know with with NIL, I mean, it's it's those committed guys, even guys that have been committed from the start are going to have questions about how this uh, how this is all going to work, or at least their parents are going to. So I think that's a very interesting aspect that people don't really pay attention to. They're going to see a bunch of 23 guys, and then they'll probably focus on 24 when they get out on the road in January. Yeah, that's from talking to a few parents, that's been a big topic uh, during these in-home visits. It's just the whole NIL aspect, you know, the, the packages and different things that are being out, uh, offered out there. So that's that's been a very popular topic. But just the whole NIL in general is why these visits are more important than they ever have. A few years ago, I would kind of, I don't want to say I overlooked them, but it's just we know they're going to go see the commits. They have to keep seeing the commits. It's just how it works. That's not the case anymore. I mean, they're, as I mentioned, Conrad Hussey is absolutely being pursued by Miami, who is maybe the most aggressive NIL school in the country at the moment. Uh, there's a few others you could certainly argue, but they are up there. Uh, with anyone at the moment. So those visits are critically important right now. A few others that stand out, I mean, we know Penn State sent a massive group to see Daniel Harris last week, but it wasn't even just about Daniel on Friday because, you know, the Christopher Johnson's down there. We haven't been talking about Edwin Joseph a ton. Is Edwin going to Florida State for an official visit? going to Florida State this weekend. Okay, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. Just that whole South Florida area is very important. Manny Diaz has been down there the last couple days doing regional recruiting, but I expect another handful of assistant coaches probably the same as last week which was what cider terry i think dex was in there too uh they'll they'll be back down there to do in-home visits like i said with daniel harris and a few others so that grabs my attention uh one other one other thing that grabbed my attention too is i didn't realize oakdale which is which is home to dominic nichols was playing in the state championship last week ty Howe went down there to see uh, dominic nichols play in that game they lost to damascus but i i think it just speaks to how important dominic nichols is because they're 2023 is just a massive focus uh, during this period. So trying to find time to go see one of your important 2024 guys who we believe is closer than not uh, when it comes to maybe not deciding on Penn State soon, but Penn State's the team to beat. I think that was an important visit to get there in there and it certainly stood out to, to Nichols' family. But there's plenty of them, man. Rodney Gallagher hosted them on Saturday. Or, uh, excuse me, didn't host them on Saturday. They went to Rodney's game on Saturday. And then I believe Terry Smith was in there on Monday out of school. What happens with Rodney? Still kind of up in the air. I think a lot of people expect him to go to West Virginia now, but uh, Rodney told me last week he's going to talk it over with the family, and probably in the next couple of days he'll formally announce you know what what he's planning to do there. So that's another one. And then there's a there's a bunch of just 2023 guys from Christopher Otto, as you mentioned, the the St. Jean kid, and then a few others that uh, that stand out. Yeah, uh, I, I think Rodney will end up back at West Virginia. I don't I don't think it's I, I, just from talking to. Um, people on, on sort of both sides of that, Neil Brown staying as unexpected as it was, was really the, I think the final, uh, nail in the coffin there. Penn state doesn't have high hopes to keep him. Of course, they're still on guys. You mentioned Edwin Joseph and they went and saw Kevin on keys and things like that. But, uh, yeah, the guys, the main guys to focus on right now, the ones coming in this weekend. And, uh, I think 
we continue to see new names pop up. You and I have talked about this on, on the board at, uh, at BWI. Um, some guys that have popped up, committed elsewhere, all that kind of stuff. It, it makes this time of year exceedingly fun and frustrating at the same time for us. Yes. This when we earn our paychecks. Hey, one other thing I want to mention too. If you're in Central PA, if you live anywhere in PA, PA, excuse me, I don't know if I said that right. Uh, the state championship games next week, there, there's a lot of Penn State ties in, in all those games. So if you want to see the state championship game, I would definitely suggest, I think, it well, Thursday night, you have Aliquippa, Bishop McDevitt, you have Rico Scott, uh, Tyke Hayes, a few other guys in there that, that are you know certainly Division One prospects. Quinton Martin and Bell Vernon are going to play in the Three, I think they're 3A now, so they got Saturday uh, afternoon game. Uh, Wyo Missing was, I, I expected Wyo Missing to be in that game. They lost to Newman Garetti, so they'll be there. Of course, Harrisburg, uh, 6A. They, Harrisburg, well, they just offered Kevin Brown, actually, the 2026 kid. Don't know a ton about Kevin yet, and of course, he's a freshman, but uh, tied. He, he was he was at camp this summer, and he was well far beyond his age. Like, he okay. his fundamentals and things like that. And I hear that Harrisburg team is really good um, just from talking to people around here because they beat State College last week. So um, he's he looks like he can be a good one. There's a couple of good ones in that 26 class um, at Harrisburg at Cumberland Valley. Um, so they'll be just, you know, guys to store away. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Brown, I think it's going to be a good – probably going to be a good player. Yeah, Tyler Merrill is the one at Cumberland Valley you mentioned, by the way. He's a, he's a good-looking prospect too. But anyway, by the way, speaking of Cumberland Valley, those games are at Cumberland yeah, Valley just now. Ask, where are these <laughs> They're at Cumberland Valley now, which is interesting. Uh it's it's a really nice facility, but if you're playing your high, you know your state championship at a high school facility, it kind of loses a little bit. Not that Hershey Park Stadium was anything special. I mean, I, I still think a lot of people would love to see him at Beaver Stadium. Just think the money for that isn't isn't quite doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But Come anyway, St. Joseph, it's an easy trip for you, so that's what matters. So I love it. It's the whole reason I moved here. No kidding. Uh, but uh, St. Joseph Prep. Harrisburg, 6A game Saturday night. Definitely go see that. Emetep's playing, or Emetep's playing Friday night in the 5A game. That's another one with a bunch of Penn State prospects. So it, it's it's a good weekend for high school football to end here uh, in Pennsylvania. The one note I will make, Tony Rojas lost in the semifinals last week. I was hoping to see Fairfax make it to that state championship, but they uh, they lost last week. So plenty of, uh, plenty of ties, though, in Pennsylvania, man. If you live in the area, I would really suggest going to see Quentin Martin Saturday during the day. Of course, Prep has a ton of players. And that, that Aliquippa Bishop McDevitt game uh, on Thursday will be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, I would expect Penn State's uh, coaches to be there as well. So that's uh, even though they've yeah. got to balance visits, official visits and everything like that, they to, to be a presence at your state's your, your state's championship games is always a must for, for every staff, basically anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year they came to the, I think it was Friday night game with Emetep. You would think with the visitors, the Thursday night Aliquippa-McDevitt game would probably make the most sense. Uh, just from talking to people, I know they're not going to be out on the road much on Friday. But, all right, T. Frank, I forgot to tell everybody, again, to subscribe and like, so I apologize. Maybe one of these times I will get it right. But if you are watching still, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, give us a like on YouTube, obviously on Apple Podcasts, all the ratings, all the five stars. We appreciate it. And then most importantly, $10 for 10 months, BWI. You can't miss out, especially this time of the year. But for Sean Fitz, I'm Ryan Snyder. Appreciate you guys watching this week. We'll be back next week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. 
That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-4247. Support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.